Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls season one. This episode, we're recapping season one, episode 22, titled Job Hunting. First, from the podcast Catching Up, please say hello, hello, hello to Mike Lawson. Hello, Michael Lawson. Hi. Good to see you. You guys don't know this in the podcasting world. Mike Lawson is known as Mr. Enthusiasm, and uh, we rely on him to bring the energy and everything that we need. And uh, we have a new voice today, a new voice. We'll talk about what happened to Mr. Boohecker, but from the podcast Mix Minus, is that correct? Uh, And I'm telling you, he's as jumpy as a virgin at a prison rodeo. Please say howdy ho to Adam Burns. Hello, Adam Burns. (laughs) Hello, Joe and Mike. How are you? I have a question. This is really weird question. for me because I have throwing down and catching up on, on in do, my ears. Yeah. Do Do you want me to, uh, Joe? I I can't do a I can't do a Joey Buhecker. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, damn, I'll hang up if you do. Hey, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I'm on so many podcasts right now. So, yeah, uh, yeah sure. Mix Minus is, is great. Mixminuspodcast.com. I'm happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. No, no, no. no. Thank, thank you the, for doing in this. The chat, in the chat, they're calling it throwing up. Yeah, which... well, <laughs> not far <laughs> from the truth. Be, now, for those of you wondering what happened to Joey Boohacker, my sister Gloria came to town, and she told Joey that she could offer him a better life in California, and he took the offer. He actually went over there and moved. So Joey Buhecker is now living with my sister, Gloria. Adam, do you get that joke? No. There's an episode in season it one. It was better the second time. <laughs> Wait, Mike, listen. People don't know that we recorded this episode already. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who are listening live and you listen live regularly to Shady Pines, you'll notice that we're redoing an episode that Lawson and I did a week ago. Uh, we're redoing it today. And uh, but uh, Joey Buhecker is no longer with the show. We're going to move on. We're going to sally forth, which is also one of his drag characters, which is really weird. And uh, we are going to continue on. So we're going to redo this episode with three people. But, you know, Adam Burns, and as he has shown, called himself a self-labeled Golden Girls <laughs> expert, did not know about uh, Dorothy's sister Gloria wanting to take Sophia away. But there's one thing I want to talk about right now. I wish I would have had you on this episode. I believe it's episode 12 or 13. I don't remember which one it is called. A Little Romance. Where where Rose dates a little person. He's a a psychiatrist. Yeah, and she even has a dream that she's uh in the circus or something like that. and. Yeah, he's like comes out of a clown car. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super it's super politically correct. uh, All these years later, but Adam, you you've had a relationship or relations with a little person, correct? 
Yeah, not a relationship, just just a one-time fling. And I don't remember anything about the sex other than mm-hmm. his... Wait, 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 wait. You're jumping way too forward. Where did you meet him? Like the circus? In a, bo- um, in a bar? Online? It would have been... No, no, no. It would have been like gay.com or AOL chat room or... I don't mm-hmm. know. It was way back like right after I graduated from college and I was living, I had moved in briefly with my parents in Virginia mm-hmm. and I was just, you know, online, you know, on the prowl for people. And I met people in, I met a stripper in DC. I'm anyway, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So I met this how guy. And, the, how does he break the news to you though? Is it like he tells you in words or does he just send a photo and you're like, oh, he's like, I want to know when you knew in the process, what you were getting into. I don't remember how he did it, but I know I knew before I met him. Mm-hmm. So I had either, I'd either, he'd already sent, sent photos or told me, well, I, I won't meet someone without seeing photos. So I'm sure I'd seen him anyway, but yeah. Um, yeah. Or I wouldn't meet people. Um, And so, but yeah. And so we just, we hooked up. He actually, I think he lived in West Virginia, but um, right across the border. But I don't remember anything Whoa, about he crossed state lines for you. Well, I crossed state lines for him because oh, I mean, what else did I do? I was living with my parents at the time. I'm not gonna like bring my my dwarf hookup home. Kevin did, you know? yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, I I don't remember the sex. I just remember he had a normal size penis. Mm-hmm. For I mean I I was wondering would it be like proportionate but it was actually a normal size so it actually looked bigger on him because he was mm-hmm. a small person with a yeah. you know yeah. seven inch yeah. or eight inch whatever I don't I don't remember and then the other thing I remember is he asked me if I wanted a glass of water and to reach the glasses he had to get up on a step stool <laughs> those are the only two things that I remember I I don't remember the actual sex so. Oh, it was man. a long time ago. See, this is why we needed to have Adam earlier because he, <laughs> I think, in a lot, he has he can relate to a lot of these episodes. Uh, all right, well, let's jump right into this episode. Rose loses her job at the grief counseling center after it closes down, and she decides to start seeing patients at home. This wreaks havoc on the house as random men like Milton just drop by and call at all hours of the night. After Dorothy and Blanche confront Rose about her lack of enthusiasm for finding a job, Rose reveals that she had been looking for a job, but was repeatedly turned down because of her age. After some coaching from the other ladies, Rose gets the confidence to go for the job she wanted. The next day, when she catches up with the girls, she reveals she didn't get the job she was going for, but had instead picked up a job as a waitress at a local hash house. Meanwhile, Dorothy is excited about catching up with her old flame. Uh, I forgot his name again. Uh, from Barry high, Glick. Barry Glick. Thank you. From high school, but it turns out Barry Glick is gay. Uh, let's start with our special guest, Adam Burns. Adam Burns, just in general, we'll get into the specifics of the episode, but in general, what were your thoughts on this episode? Do you like it, not like it? I like this episode because you get um, you get a real, uh, a lot of um, Blanche mm-hmm. because, you know, she's, She's wanting to immediately, uh, the first man that, you know, she sees or Milton, she wants to date him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and also, uh, I don't know, she was also on a diet in this episode and, yeah. and he really liked fat people, but she yeah. didn't know till the end. Mm-hmm. Were you, so did you, did you I, I found to that this? funny. Yeah. Did you relate to that? 
I did. Yeah, because everyone. Yeah. Adam thinks he has a dad bod. Now we were we were hearing about it. Adam, Adam, who claims in all his shows that he has a dad bod, someone told him he had a dad bod, and his feelings were hurt. Uh, Mike Lawson, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, I really feel like I'm in Groundhog Day because this is such a meh episode, and I feel like we've lived through it some time trying to do these recaps because of what's happened. And I'm, I don't know if I'm starting to hate it more and more because of just how many times we're doing it, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, it hits all the marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, here's the thing. And I, uh, Lawson, unfortunately, Lawson, you're going to hear, and some people in the audience live are going to hear a lot of things that I said last time, but I'll say them again for the audience for the first time, which is I could tell, and it was even more pronounced this episode. I mean, for the second viewing that I did today. That this was an sh- episode that was clearly filmed very early in the run when they didn't have a quite have a. Ha- I feel that this is like an episode that was maybe they feel it's like the second or third episode they ever filmed, and uh, and then it, they didn't like it, so they dumped it at the end. You know, at the end of the se- towards the end of the season, uh, hoping just to sort of bury it because the sh- the direction, the actual phys- the actual direction of the cameras is very different than we've seen on the show. Uh, the lighting's weird. Uh, they, they're very tight on the girls, which are not in every other episode. They're not as tight on them on close-ups. And also, and I, I paid more attention this time. Um, Estelle Getty's makeup and wig are a lot weirder. They're not as set. Like you can, like she, they look. She looks different. And also, to be honest with you, another to giveaway is they don't the way they use Sophia. Sophia is just sort of this random character. That only has a few lines. She's not a principal in this episode, and nor is it written that way. Nor does it feel that way. Nor does it feel like the intention was that way. Lawson, what do you want to say about say about that? And one thing that you're pointing out then is that because they have those close ups. Remember, I was saying something I like about this episode is that there's a lot of the scenes from the opening sequences. That mm-hmm. you know, they pull scenes from this episode, um, and it's kind of cool to see them in context because you become so familiar with like that hallway scene where yeah. they're like in their their nineties, mm-hmm. um, and that's in here. And then there's just a lot of like the the scenes of them sitting down, the close ups of them. Yeah, well, no, you're right. Yeah, what, go ahead, Adam. I I would I mean I wouldn't disagree with you. It's been a while, so. I'm a huge Golden Girls fan, but it's been a few years since I've binged it. So mm-hmm. I, I was kind of watching fresh. So I'm sure had I been going through the entire first season, this might have, yeah. you know, it might have been like, oh, this is one of my less favorite ones. But but I will say it did have some of the lines that you remember, though. Like oh, one of yeah. my favorite lines from Golden Girls mm-hmm. is when Dorothy and Blanche are sitting on the bed talking to Rose mm-hmm. and they're trying to encourage her. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy says, so you're a few years older. So am I. So is Blanche. Yeah. So you have a few more wrinkles. So am I. So do I. So does Blanche. And then she says, so you're a little thicker around the middle. So is Blanche. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite lines from the, like the entire. Adam, um, I've seen a pattern season. here. <laughs> I, I guess I'm focused on weight right now. Joe. Yeah. I, you're I guess very like all the joke are the fat jokes <laughs> and all that. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Anything fat jokes seems to be your favorite joke, and yet those are the jokes that are the most painful to you. I know they hurt; they really do. But meanwhile, <laughs> look at me. So when when you see me, are you just like vomit? 
Because you're not that at all. No, it has not. I'm not comparing myself to anyone else. I'm comparing myself to me. Yeah. Look, that's a good way. It's all about me. Yeah. Great podcast, by the way, Mark and Ed and uh, RIP. (laughs) RIP to Squareston. Uh, Which one died? (laughs) They share a Facebook. You wouldn't know. Like uh, they hate me. Anyway, that's an inside. No one knows what we're talking about. Okay. I know. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I want, one of the things I want to talk about, and there's actually something we didn't, but you know, going back to what you said, not only at Mike Lawson, are you right that they use a lot of these in the opening, uh, in the opening of the show during the theme song, but this is the first time that the girls get together and eat cheesecake. Mm. This is the first time they get together and they eat cheesecake and in, in, in what will is obviously a legendary scene. And everything thing. else. Yeah, everything else in the <laughs> yeah. house. I don't know why. They, they, they really do everything. But, um, but you know, what we like to do on the show is talk about themes. And one of the themes is loss of a job, job loss. Adam, I know you work for a major corporation. I don't know if you want to say it right here in the air. But uh, do you – have you ever lost a job? Have you ever been laid off from a job? Has it, something you, a place where you work for ever closed down? Like what happened to Rose? No. I've never um, – the only time – the only time I've ever lost well, – I've never lost a job. I've just quit. So mm-hmm. I've I've never been – luckily, I've never been fired. Have you been anything. out of work? Have you ever been out of work where you're trying to look for a job? Only out of college. Oh, so really? like I, I mean my first – Three months out of college, and then mm-hmm. I found a job, and from then on, I had a job. I've had a job. So now, Lawson, what about you, Lawson? Have you uh, ever been out of work? Have you ever been looking for a job? What's your story? Yeah, well, I was furloughed a few months ago. Remember? <laughs> so right, yeah, that I mean, then. Um, but I'm working now, uh, but I haven't really before that mm-hmm. i've sort of like let go of a job before i had a firm grasp on another and sort of like mm-hmm. you know stumbled a little bit kind of took some chances when i was you know in my 20s but yeah. like it was like quitting a shit job so it was like close to having nothing anyway you yeah. know so just that yeah, kind of stuff that's one of the things where we're not very i mean i guess we're lucky but we're unlucky for the show in that like yeah i've never been out of a job and looking for work because i've always been more of an entrepreneur so I've always just sort of created my own jobs. So I have, I mean, I have had jobs, but I, the job, the one office job and close to real job that I had, I got in college. I got it while I was a, a freshman in college. So um, yeah, I've never, I've never been out of work, so to speak. Cause I either created my own work or I worked for a company. So, but, uh, but Adam, you work in the tech industry though, right? I imagine that is that a very yeah. youth oriented, in other words, cause one of the, the, the problems that Rose deals with is that she's having trouble finding a job because of her age. Uh, is that something you're feeling at your corp, at your company? I would say, um, tech, tech wise, you'll generally, see a lot of because i work basically um in development Mm -hmm. software development and um you'll normally see as people get older they'll kind of go into more management type positions or something like that and i I mean i guess you could keep being a developer but i think one thing is um a lot of developers don't have really good communication skills Mm -hmm. so as you get older and you kind of develop your communication skills and stuff like that you kind of naturally move into those positions where you're going to be influencing people and stuff like that. Um, but 
it's not that you lose your job. I mean, I, I do say that, uh, you know, when you move into middle management, I think those positions are easier to lose because I think those people are more expendable than the ones who are actually developing. Yeah. So, so that, that becomes a little bit of a fear. Are you afraid that they'll notice your dad bod? Well, luckily, Joe, we're all, you know, remote now. So, oh, okay. you know, I can, I can just lift the camera a little bit higher, <laughs> just see my shoulders. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> it's Lawson? just when I lean over to touch my mixer. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to do that ever again. I'm never leaning over on do camera. Do it right ever now. Again. Do it right now for no, us on camera. No. Lean over no, right no. now and, and reach for your mixer. I'm, not going to do it. Not to be honest, have you started looking into ways to possibly rearrange furniture so you wouldn't have to ever do that? <laughs> like, has that crossed your mind? It has not. But now that you said it, I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be looking. Actually, the mixer is way too far away from me anyway. So I have to like reach way back there. So I need to pull it up here. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and you know what's so funny is Lawson and I did not mention this in the last episode, and I'm surprised we didn't, is when they're eating the cheesecake, when they're eating this food, they're having a long, very golden girls type conversation, but this time it's about sex. And we find Hmm. out that Rose did not have sex until she was married, which leaves Dorothy just you know, gobsmacked and Blanche just falls out of her chair. Now we did learn that Dorothy uh, lost her virginity when Stan lied to her and said he was going to, well, he was going to Korea, but said that he need, you know, he needed her to do it because he might not come back and she gave in and she was got pregnant. Um, So I have a question. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. uh, Relating to Dorothy and sex, because I read an article. Yeah. um, And it, it seems like it was fairly recently and maybe you've talked about this on the show, but um talking about how Dorothy, how Golden Girls really made light of um, sexual, um, I don't want, was it abuse or like rape or something like that? Because they wrote, they wrote the article saying that Dorothy had said she was asleep when it happened and that, and basically insinuated that Stan had raped her while she was asleep or whatever. And I, and now listening to this episode, when she mentions it, she doesn't say she was asleep. So I think that must have been added in later tellings of the story or something. But I mean, what did you guys think about that? Because this article went on and on and on about yeah, how rapey yeah. Stan was and how yeah. they made light of it. And, you know, it was <laughs> this whole, you know, politically uh, correct I'll, version. I can, of, I can answer Lawson. Do you want to go first? Well, I feel like. I mean, it's possible to kind of point out those things that are rapey and still kind of like understand like that that kind of almost was like used as jokes and i don't know i don't think you you could kind of like be cool with those facts about how rapey it is and also be cool with golden girls you know and that's kind of where i am at if i remember correctly from what i've heard it's that he was so bad in bed she fell asleep during sex not like she was asleep and then he had sex with her that it was so boring she fell asleep right yeah and if like jezebel wants to i don't know kick up dust litter whoever she is well exactly <laughs> well that's the thing i was going to say is also there is we do have a tendency and it we have to be careful especially in this time and age where if you think about it, we, we tend to like make decisions for people, which is just as anti-feminist, uh, 
as as anything else. Yeah, I'm a man. I love how I'm telling a man as a man saying I recognize my faults here that I have no place to say this. But in answering this question, uh, Dorothy, this is now this is all based on a fictional character and a fictional series of events. But based on what we've seen, it doesn't seem like Dorothy feels she was raped. And so if the if the if the victim doesn't feel like she was a victim, rather than she, she was more like she seems to have a sort of like uh humorous outlook on it uh for laughs, uh that if the person doesn't feel like they were she was raped and the guy doesn't feel like he raped her, then did a rape exist? You know? Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't know. I found like, it interesting it's, though, she didn't say I'm sorry, Mike. No, do it. <laughs> Wait, <Go. laughs> she uh she doesn't say that she was asleep in this episode. But I do think there are episodes where she says it differently, where she mm-hmm. says, Oh, you know, whatever. So I think the story may have changed. But anyway, go go yeah. right ahead, Mike. No, I was just gonna say that it's fiction too. So I mean if it bothers you, pick up right. a pen and write some fanfic and yeah. work it out for yourself. I completely agree. But what so but but what I wanted to go around the horn and talk about was actually if you feel Lawson may not feel comfortable. I know Adam Burns will. About your first time cuz Adam I, for your for instance your first time was with your uncle, correct? No, I've never had sex <laughs> with my uncle. <laughs> never, not even once have I ever had I haven't even kissed him. I've done nothing with my uncle. He asked me if I if he could kiss me. That's it. <laughs> the fact that he's backed you into the corner so that you've had to say, I haven't even kissed my uncle so many times. I yeah. feel like he's won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I haven't had sex with. Okay. But, my but uncle. do you want to share about your first time? Well, my my first time is I mean, my first time is kind of a a, a tragic story. So okay, I don't okay, know if wait, we really about, let, me, wanna... let me let me rephrase. Your first consensual time? Oh, okay. Uh, uh well, I mean all the times were con- consensual, but you know, I <laughs> I'm trying to think what my first So I Your went first to what? My first time. Well, I mean, there it's a long story. I don't know. I don't know how well you know me, Mike. But um, I had sex off and on from the time that I was like, I don't know, 11 uh, on. But it was with someone who was an adult at the time. So, yeah. you know, there's that there's that part of my life. I've picked up pieces through yeah. stuff you've, you know, said that I've listened to. Yeah. And, and that was uh, and that was a, uh, you know, that was. At the time, I thought it was consensual, but you know, I was I was a child. So, uh, but anyway, so there was nothing traumatic about that. But I'm trying to remember like what my first time was. I remember when I went to college, and I'm not sure that this was my first time, but um, I went to college, and there were a few little experimentation things that went on in college, and one of them was this really hot guy. Well, I thought he was really hot. I think he played French horn, and <laughs> I don't know. We were on. <laughs> We were on his couch and like he laid me down and he like started blowing in my ear. And I guess no one had ever blown in my ear before. And I really thought I really liked it. It turned me on. I don't remember details. Did you toot like uh, a French all, horn? All I know is he asked me if I wanted water and he had to step on a step stool to get it. But other than that, I can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. You know, college. I, I, you know, and then I met a guy and became boyfriends really quickly and. Yeah, that was that was about it. Mike Lawson, what about you? Do you feel comfortable sharing about your first time? 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on what you're talking about. I mean, there was kind of something in a car outside mm-hmm. Knott's Berry Farm once, you know, and that was probably like, I don't know, 17, 18 in there, yeah. you know? Um, nothing, I mean, I don't, couldn't even tell you details if I wanted to. Yeah. That's how, how great it was. <laughs> What's funny is my. What about first, you, Joe? Yeah, my first consensual time was with a girl, but no one wants to hear with that. With a non clergy. What? Clergy? Is that how you speak that word? Clergy. Clergy. Yeah. Clergy. No, the first time was my very first consensual time. I have I have a very similar Adam Burns story as well. Uh, my first consensual time was with a girl, but uh, I would say my first consensual time with a boy was in high school. And, um, yeah, you, you know, what's so funny is not to be very Madonna about this. I would say there was a boy in college, even though I'd already, I was not a virgin anymore by any means, but there was a guy in in college who made me feel like a virgin. Does that make sense? Uh, touched for the very first time. I, I felt like I was touched for the very first time. And, uh, he, it was like sort of this like fairy tale, like every college boy wants it. He was in a popular band in college and he was straight. He had a girlfriend and he left his girlfriend. Well, he, we hooked up before he, he left his girlfriend for me. But, uh, but I remember we, I didn't even know we were going to hook up. We were hanging out. We weren't even hanging out. We had never talked about, this had never even come up, but we were hanging out and his roommate who was Jewish, so this must have been like in September, was home for the high holidays, high holy days. Sorry, high holidays, high holidays. Um, no, for the high holy days, he was home, and um, his name was Chris. Chris called his roommate to say that I was going to spend the night, and uh, could I sleep in his bed? And he goes like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Just don't have sex on the couch. And we were like, What? Because this guy was the guy was Chris was straight. Right. With a girlfriend. And the, the guy knew I was gay. Right. He said, I don't want any sex on the couch. Weird, that's weird. We had sex on the couch. Um, but it was sort of amazing. I remember we just it started this thing where we started cuddling. And then and it was like I was just like my heart. I just remember my heart going like a million miles a minute. And um, I remember I was even uncomfortable to kiss him. Right. And I remember we were sort of like making out and he goes. And he kept going in for kisses and I kept avoiding it. And he stopped me and he said, if you don't let me kiss you, I'm going to stop right now. And I was like, okay. And so then we had sex and it was fucking amazing. It was like, I don't know. I just fell head over. He was also my first, I would say, heartbreak too. You know? But oh, was it just one time? No, 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 no. We dated for like four or five months. He broke up with his girlfriend for me, yeah. Um. But uh, but that it, it, what's funny is I only remember the first time. We definitely had sex a bunch of times, but that, it was just that first time where I remember we had sex in the college newspaper too. Um, in the paper, in the paper, where people, yeah, people were going to pick up the newspaper, and they were like, "No, we had the, in the office in the college newspaer." Anyway. I feel like, you yeah. know, I've had sex enough because because I look, you know, I feel like if you take those surveys where you're like, who are you? You know, I'm probably Blanche at some point in my life, maybe not now, but at some point, mm-hmm. but I look at her, you know, people ask me about my sexual experience. I'm like, I can't really remember what happened. I wish I had some stories like Blanche where I'm like, oh, we were laying under the dogwood tree and, 
you know, it was a, a dewy evening. You know, I don't really have anything like that. I can't yeah. really remember. Mine are all like it was a Carl's Jr. bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all losses are like I was in at, at Miles Square Park with three other guys. Somebody had to swat the ducks away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so Adam, at this point of the show, this is when we actually talk about the different references, pop culture references that were made in the show during the show. Uh, but I'm gonna I probably them. know them all. Yeah, I know you, but you know, we'll do a little quiz, Mike Lawson. Uh, and cause there, you know, there are some outdated references. We like to explain them to people who may not have been alive or understood what they meant. I think often I would say about 30% of the time we don't know. I have to go do research. Uh, the first one, and you can weigh in, uh, Adam, if you know about these as well, is Dan Rather. Now, obviously myself, Adam Burns, I'm sure you know about Dan Rather, Mike Lawson. Yeah. Uh, they make a reference to Dan Rather. What I was, it was funny. I was talking about this in a real conversation today, but about what the people who weren't alive or cognizant then, who have maybe were born after the nineties would, would not understand is there was a time when there were only three major networks. This is going to come up in this episode and the next episode. There were only three major networks, CBS, ABC, NBC, and those yep. network newscasters, they were like God. People trusted these newscasters that, if they, they had an amount of trust where like, I trust Walter Cronkite that what he's telling me is the truth. And the same thing went with Dan. I remember there was a poll in the eighties where more people trusted Dan rather than trusted president Reagan, right? That he, he was just Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, Dan rather, those men were the truth. And so when she says Dan, rather, she's referring to a very famous newsman. You want to weigh in here, Adam? Well, I mean, I know who he is. He's still around. He's but, still around. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, back then, and I, I don't know whether it was true, but I, I enjoyed the fact that news was not, they didn't take a political side back mm -hmm. then Yeah, as much. Now, maybe they did like subvert, subvertly, subversively. I don't know. Maybe they did it secretively, like they snuck some stuff in that you didn't, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But nowadays you look at the news and you clearly know like which way this person skewed. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed just getting the news with yeah. no spin. So, yeah. I mean, Dan Rather, I know who he is, but I, I really don't have a comment about him. Lawson, you want to weigh in on this one? Well, thank God John Arts isn't here because <laughs> I'm about to Rachel Maddow this place. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I, I mean, I have a QAnon mom, right? So yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I find myself tipping way to the extreme in um, all of this. But I feel like when they've made kind of like telling the truth sort of like a polarizing thing, then I don't know. It just seems like the same people are absurd because they've pushed us so far towards the other way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I, if, I'm gonna, if I'm going to watch news, it's probably going to be CNN. But I'm just saying it was such a simpler time yeah. when yeah. you turn on the news and it was just the news, you know, yeah, and it exactly. wasn't. Yeah. You yeah. never doubted what you were being told. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. And next we have. I feel like even we have. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But also ahead. like CNN's always on. So also like. They have people just like saying the same thing 10 ways. So then yeah. it just becomes weird and mm -hmm. you, the message breaks down. And well, to put a button right. on it, there was a time CNN is actually the one that changed this. But before CNN came out in the early 80s, there was a time where news, network news was seen as a lost leader. The network didn't make money on network news. 
but uh, it was seen as a prestige thing as a service of the community to provide news. And then CNN showed that the, the model could make money and a 24 hour news network. And then everything changed. It changed politics. It changed everything. All right. Next we have buddy Epson, Mike Lawson, you know, who buddy Epson is. I forgot. You told me so many times. No. Adam, is he a country singer? Not a country singer. No. Buddy Epson, oh. Buddy Epson most famously was on the Beverly Hillbillies and he played Jed Clampett. Ah. Right? He played Jed Clampett. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wee doggy. Right? Y'all come and he back was on now. everything. Yeah. Like he I love Lucy episodes and stuff too, right? He's in a like, bunch of stuff. Like- yeah, he, and he was a very famous actor, a song and dance man in the 30s and 40s. In fact, he was the original Tin Man in Wizard of Oz, but they had to replace him after they had used like this aluminum powder on his skin, and he it, it, he almost died. They it, 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 he inhaled the, the powder in his lungs and nearly almost like suffocated. On so he had to be rushed to the hospital. Was in hospital for months, and they replaced him with um, who landed up playing the t- the Tin Man? I don't know know who, but uh, some guy with no heart. Yeah, some guy, no heart, just replaced Buddy Epson. But yeah, Buddy Epson was the original Tin Man. They had to replace him when he had to go to the hospital. And so, and then went on to become uh, Jed Clampett on the Beverly Hillbillies. Tall, lanky man with gray hair. You know, so obviously the comparison to, to B. Arthur was very obvious. Uh, comparing it to an old, haggard-looking man. They were always do, insulting B. Arthur on the Golden Girls. All right, next, Mary Lou Retton. Adam Burns, Mary Lou Retton. Gymnast. Gymnast, yep. In the 1984 yeah. Olympics in Los Angeles, she was like sort of the star gymnast here. Uh, uh, some might say she didn't, I mean, she probably wasn't as good as people thought. The Russians didn't come that year. So the gymnasts had, they were, you know, at they, the handicap they had kind of helped them. All right. There is a Judge Crater and Jimmy Hoffa reference made back to back. They're both kind of related. To, now, Jimmy Hoffa, Adam, you know who Jimmy Hoffa is, right? Something with the mob, right? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy no. Hoffa. Well, yeah, I think he was very mob. He had a lot of mob ties. Jimmy Hoffa was a teamster, a leader of the Teamsters, right? He was a union rep, but obviously very tied in with the mob. And then suddenly just disappeared after he sort of like pissed off some mob people. Um, but Judge Crater is an old timey reference. That would have been something that old people would have known. He was this judge. I can't remember if it was in the 20s or the 30s, but like it's sort of in the earliest part of the century who was very corrupt and was under like charges and being investigated. And all of a sudden went to a restaurant, walked out one day, got in a cab and was never heard from again. And so he was sort of he was the Jimmy Hoffa before Jimmy Hoffa. Does that make sense? He was the one that was always in the news. Like if you want to have a go to joke for uh someone missing it would be judge crater and it was like groucho marks the marx brothers would make a lot of judge crater jokes and and whatnot but it was sort of a joke that was in the news so they're making a reference to both of those okay at the end uh we find out that barry glick is that his name yes. barry flick no, no. barry glick <laughs> barry glick is gay and dorothy's i mean sophia says i always knew he was gay the way he was so obsessed with buster crab or something like that right now, we already did this last week, so Adam Lawson and I don't have to do this. Did you look up Buster Crab, Adam? No. Hubba, oh, hubba. Oh, you got to look him up. He is so fucking hot, right? He Buster was an Olympic Crab. swimmer, I think, from the 30s or 40s, 
And uh, just, which is funny because usually guys in the 30s or 40s are not attractive. Even when they say, like, I never got, I never got the Clark Gable appeal. Did you, Lawson? Lawson did you, do you find Clark Gable handsome? Uh, yeah. Oh, you do. He doesn't, he doesn't I mean, really do it for me. Yeah. What about you, Adam Burns? Clark Gable, does he do it for you? I mean, he's he's attractive, but I don't know. For something, for some reason, men during that age had this have this weird like ageless quality to me that i i don't find it they all look like my dad or something no matter how old i get like they all just look like my dad i don't yeah. know why that is like even the golden girls like mm-hmm. i was thinking and yeah. this is a good time for me to say this mm-hmm. i was watching this today and i've always through the years when i've been watching golden girls i've always thought man they look so old mm-hmm. but i've always thought you know as i get older mm-hmm. they're going to look young to me well, now I'm getting to the age where I'm starting to creep up on the age they're supposed to be. And I still think they look really old. So I don't know <laughs> if it's like just back a long time ago, people looked older. Uh-huh. I'm not really sure. Anyway, I, I don't know. And I don't know why it's all about age either. But no, I don't really. But I do. I did look up this uh, Buster Crab guy and he he's hot. He's yeah. hot. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. I don't, But I don't see any old pictures of him, which I don't want to. I only want to know him as young. Yeah, Buster I don't want Crab. to either. I don't want to know either. I just saw some some like old guy died, but they showed. I had only seen pictures on the gay blogs of him as young, and then uh, I guess he was like the dad of Nightmare on Elm Street. So I'm like, I was like, oh, like no, I want to see him when he was young. He was so hot. <laughs> uh, finally, I want to wrap up because it's going to tie into the next episode. They make a reference to Mel's diner because Rose. A funny thing here, you guys, we didn't talk about is at the end. Rose comes in and says she didn't get the job she was hoping for, but then she went to a a, a, a diner. And she got a job as a waitress at the diner, which is never referenced ever again in the series. The next time we hear about her working, she's back at the grief counseling center. It somehow has opened up again. <laughs> this is also what leads me to think it was an early episode. And they just ditched that storyline. She would work at a diner. And um, but but uh, one of them, Dorothy, I think, makes a joke about Mel's diner. Which at the time, Alice, I think, probably would have been about the, the TV show. Alice would have probably been ending its run either right before this or around this time and that was the name of the restaurant in mel's diner adam do you remember the show alice i i do i don't know how much of it i watched but i remember the the lady who played alice and she had the like bouffant hair i think and was like always am i am i thinking of it right and she'd chew she was chewing gum all the time and she'd say kiss my grits no that's flow that's, that's not a, alice that's oh that's flow, flow. But that's in Al- That's in the show Alice. That's in the show Alice, though. But it's Flo, okay. the character, which is funny, and it transitions to our next episode, and that's why Mel's Diner, the woman who played Flo, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, plays Rose's sister Lily. So, uh, so oh. uh, yeah, so there there is a tie in there from the Mel's Diner joke to the next episode. Uh, with that okay well with that said let's move on to the next thing uh, we'll go first actually adam so you understand what's going on where we do cheesecakes adam mike lawson this is your segment well, who goes first oh shit um so what we do really adam well, why don't you you go first so what we do is we rate it between one and ten um but hold on i deleted boo hacker's line remember oh yeah 
So while Lawson works on that, I, I do you still have what I prefer, Lawson? Lawson? Yeah. So uh, you gave it a. We both gave it a six last I think time. Do I, you want to change? I'm, no, I'm sticking with the six. I was going to say six. Okay. And yeah. then um, Adam Burns, one through ten. Well, I would have given it. I mean, you guys have kind of skewed me, but I think I would have given it a, around a seven. So I think I'll just stay at seven. Okay. No, give it. Give it what you think it should be. So it's funny, it. we've kind of noticed as we've gone through them, like uh, we started kind of too high. So then the scale gets off because then you get a good yeah. episode and you're like, wait, that is not a, a yeah. 10, but it's certainly not a, a seven like that other seven. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get you've fucked yourself into a corner, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's a seven. So, so lost, okay, oh, yeah, what are we, what are we at? The next episode we'll do is season one, episode 23, which is called Blind Ambitions. Rose's sister Lily must deal with life as a blind person after recently losing her sight. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the girls hold a garage sale in order to buy a new TV, but find it hard to part with their things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen there. Uh, (laughs) We'll have to wait till next week to find out. You know? Uh, okay, well, uh, Adam Byrne, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being a friend. Thanks for having me. I traveled there and back again. Lawson, thank you. For Shady being Pines, Joe. Shady <laughs> Pines, boys. Shady Pines. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M R M I K E L A W S O N. You can find Joey Boohacker on Facebook. Uh, Joey. Ugh. But Tance, of course, pauses before he says my name. And last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.